here. And welcome to episode, I think it's 417 of the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Nerd Pod. Mm-hmm. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. It says. Because I'm driving you crazy and you're driving me crazy. And I'd rather not see you and have you think good things about me than have to see you and you hate me. Because I can't afford to have you hate me, Keith. You're the only thing in this goddamn life. You're the only thing I care about in this goddamn life. Me, my drums, and you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, some you know, kind of wonderful. There's some kind of is wonderful, it yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite movies. It, it's a ever. great movie, yeah. yeah. We were discussing cro- it today, so I decided... Crocodile to Tears. From it. Huh? We were discussing it today, me and Nancy, so I decided I'd find a quote from it. Yeah. And I know, you know, how fond of it, because it's one of like the, the few John Hughes movies that you like deeply appreciate. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Eric Stoltz was phenomenal in it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. <clears throat> the, whole, the whole cast is. It is, but I mean, like, he never really had, like, I always pictured Stoltz as not having, like, huge lead roles. I mean, yeah, he did Rocky Dennis. I mean, I, you know what I mean, but. Right. Um, but he wasn't, like, a downy. You know what I mean? Like, he never broke that plane, I don't think. And and uh, he was just so good in that film. Yeah, he picked up a little bit later on in the 90s. He kind of became a quote-unquote leading man yeah but um but yeah in the 80s he was like always like a background guy yeah but this this was a good movie yeah oh yeah some kind of wonderful yeah. amazing yeah and it's that movie like like it's one of the few times like I watched a John Hughes movie. I mean, and, and the interaction between the characters and everything kind of makes sense, but it's like <coughs> that, that, that one time where it's like this shit just doesn't happen, John. Like you know, I, I look at John Hughes movies like with the exception of um Weird Science because it's Weird Science, but like for the most part, like, John Hughes movies at least like it, you know it makes you feel like somebody understands the teenage experience of the 1980s. Yeah. And that was John Hughes. And I guess the one movie where I'm kind of like, man, the strings this motherfucker would have had to pull to take Leah Thompson on this fucking date. (laughs) Right. You know, having her play cello at the the fucking Hollywood Bowl and shit. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I get it, but, you know, I think you went a little too far this time, John. I, I liked it, though, in the sense that, like, it was a John Hughes movie, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like It, it wasn't was your typical John Hughes movie. It had bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
he was maturing at that. Like, I don't want to say he was maturing, but the um, the stories were maturing. Right. A bit. Um, I mean, you know, after that, you know, it's, you know, she's having a baby and stuff like that. You know, so the stories became a little bit more, quote unquote, adult, for lack of a better term. Right. right. You know, and, uh, and I mean, then he goes on to, you know, doing slapstick with, you know, fucking Uncle Buck and uh, <laughs> uh, then he does Home Alone, you know, shit like that, where, you know, he goes in a completely different direction. But like there's that, like, you're right, like that that's like one of the last of the Hughes movies, like the high school kids that he wrote about. Yeah, it was just a little bit. I guess, I guess, I guess, darker is a sense yeah, it, of this movie. It is a little bit of a darker movie, yeah, because he, he's going towards his impending doom. You think? Right, right. He knows what's and going you know, on. Leah Thompson knows what's going on. You know, Mary Stewart knows what's going. on. Like everybody knows what's going on. You know, right, right. But yet we're all marching towards that fate anyway. Yeah. And then you get to swerve at the end. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. It was. It's a very good movie. It's probably one of the more underrated John Hughes movies. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think the movie was successful. It was, um, yeah. But, like, it's like in the, uh, in the pantheon of, of Hughes movies, it's the one that nobody kind of holds up and says, you know, that's classic John Hughes. Right, you know, because it was shame. different. Yeah, it was just a slightly bit different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, you know, it was just darker. Yeah, yeah, but it was good. Man. It made sense. It was grittier too. Yeah, like it showed that, you know, that, you know, the two worlds, you know, yeah. where Stoltz was, where she was. Yeah. Well, where you thought she was, you know what I mean, like where yeah. she stood socially, and you know. Yeah. And, and um, it was just grittier on that fact. Yeah. You know what I mean, like his home life. Yeah. What he did, you know what I mean. So yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. You look good with my future in your ears. Oh man. <laughs> the classic the, the, one. The party bust up too is. Yeah. yeah it's great. Oh yeah, I watched that not too long ago too, and it was just like. I don't want to say I forgot how good that movie was, but I kind of did. Yeah. You know, because you just like, you get pulled into it very quickly, and it just kind of goes, and you just kind of go on the ride with it. Yeah. 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 Good film. Good film. So, did you watch the big Netflix movie this weekend? I, I know you worked half night turn, half, half, half of it. Okay. I only got I only got through half. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Did you watch it? I, I just finished it before we started recording. Yeah, I I couldn't get home in time to finish it because I know yeah. I had last night. I had I think I slept till. Seven, made it home by eight. Yeah. And because uh, I've been crashing on my mom's, you know, yeah. doing night turn. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, and uh, we started it, and I got a little bit over half into it, and I said, I, I got to go. I got to go to work. It's 9.30. And I was going to watch it this morning, but I knew that I had to. <laughs> Ellie's dance recital was today, so I mean, like, I knew I only had about three or four hours tops to sleep, so. Yeah. I did. But what I've seen so far, I've liked. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, we're lucky to be getting movies right now. <laughs> number yeah. one, I feel. Yeah. And number two, and, you know, I read, did read some reviews on it. It's like, we need to be stop. We need to stop being so fucking hypercritical on things. Just take a movie as a movie. Yeah. I don't think he put this movie out for Oscar worthiness. I don't no. think he put this movie out for. You know, I'm just I'm getting a little tired of the critics view on things. We're lucky to even have a movie at this time and something that's going to be entered, you know, something that has definitely entertained me halfway through. Yeah. And I got into it. You know what I mean? I like the characters. You know what I mean? I like Batista. And I think it is what it is, you know? (laughs) No, I agree with you. I'm fighting with Ahsoka. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like I'm not going to tell you it's Shakespeare. You know, <laughs> it's I'm not. I'm not going to tell you it's the greatest movie ever made. Like I mean, it's not even the best zombie movie that's ever been made. I'm not. I, you know, but one, it's a different spin on the zombie. Yeah. You know, which I appreciated. You know, I'm still a traditionalist. I, I still prefer the, uh, the. The slow walking dead, the, the, yeah, you know, the Romero zombie, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but, but I liked the spin that Schneider put on the zombies. Mm. I liked, um, I liked the story for the most part. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have a few problems with the ending, but uh-huh. I could overlook them. Like, I, like yeah. you know, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, the standout is the underappreciated Tick Nicotaro. Okay. The the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I mean, I love her on Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anytime uh, her character shows up, I'm like, oh, we're in for a good time, you know. And I, I loved her in this too. Like, I mean, and the best part is, like, apparently she replaced somebody. Like the the guy who was originally in that role, they had completed all the filming. They found out he was a scumbag who was in in like in the little kids, uh, allegedly. So they replaced him. They brought her in, and she shot everything against a green screen, pretty much. And they inserted her digitally. That's that's expensive. Which Been I mean, cool. yeah, I mean it's expensive, but you couldn't tell. Right, right. Like you know, it wasn't like they reshot all the scenes that she was in. They just shot her and inserted her into what was already there, which is impressive to me. Right, right. You know, and it it, it looks seamless. Yeah, uh, but, um, from what I've seen, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> yeah, 
but I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, that, 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 I mean, and she's, you know, fantastic in the role. Um, but man, Batista's good too. Dave Batista. He is good, man. He's a good action star, dude. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, some. Right. You know what and, I mean? cause I, it would be easy to be, like for him, especially, you know, to be an action star, it makes sense. I mean, he's, I mean, just look at the fucking guy, you know? But right. what I find most interesting about him is the way he acts. Like, he, he actually acts very well. Like, I don't like The Rock, who just kind of, like, is The Rock. Like, right. you know, Dwayne Johnson's just out there being Dwayne Johnson, and I love him for it. God bless him. You know? Right. And it's, it, I don't want to say it's easy to do that, because I'm, I'm sure it's not, but, I mean, he's just being himself, and, you know, the charisma just oozes off of him. With Dave Batista, like, it would be easy for him to go into a zombie movie like this and just be hollering and screaming. And he never does. Nah. He's like, he, he's, he's a very collective. quiet person. Yeah. Like, at points I had to turn up the volume. The, like, like, did I hear that? I mean, like, you know, it, and I go back to like, even like the role in, um, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he ends up having the big fight, but like, I would not have imagined like a pro wrestler being in that type of a role as small, right. as small as it is, it's one, it's, you know, it's one scene, but it's a, it's a very important scene. Yeah. And he does it very well by, <laughs> by, by acting and not just being an over the top, you know, right. character of acting. You know, he's right. very low, low key. He's very subdued. Like it's something I could never imagine Dwayne Johnson doing. As much yeah, as I love no. the guy. No, I agree. I I really enjoy watching Batista work. Yeah. They did. Dave Batista, he's decent. Yeah. I mean, I hope I he agree. has more stuff coming up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see him more. Right. I mean, of course, I want to see The Rock more too. But you know. Batista kind of snuck in, and all of a sudden he's big, you know. I mean, he's great in Guardians, um, you know. And then he just—I don't know. I, I like watching him act, man. He, he's pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you even talked about like the evolution of the character from Guardians One to Guardians Two, right? You know, and it, it would have been very simple for him to just kind of do the same thing over again, but he, he kind of evolved it. Yeah, you know. So I mean I, I, I applaud Dave Batista for like making acting decisions and not just being Dave Batista. Right. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, hopefully I, I, I get think, to finish it tomorrow. Yeah, I am sure you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean like you said, I mean, you know, there there are some minor things I could say, like, you know, mm, uh, okay. You know. But for the most part I just kinda let it go and Enjoy the movie yeah. for what it is, and it was yeah, an enjoyable the, two and a half hours. Yeah, the um, one thing I've enjoyed so far about this film is the music is really good. Yeah, Junkie XL. Yeah. I mean, just every time there's a song that comes on, it's like, wow, that's cool. I'm yeah, glad they, I'm glad they used this song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, 
and Snyder just really fitted in very well, you know. So I think this is the end was on at one point, sung by a different singer, a female yeah. singer, I think. But right. it was still refreshing to hear, you know. Right. This is the end. <laughs> I mean, my personal favorite was. I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, but when they when they do open the safe. No, I'm not there yet. Okay. The whole thing, like the music is playing in the background, it just reminds me of that same scene in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like it was like <laughs> and I think Zack Snyder did that on purpose. I'm sure he did. <laughs> right. But that's like one of those things I was like, I got a kick out of. I'm like, oh, that's that's very diehard esque. Thank you, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was, you know, so far it's it's pretty good. Like yeah. I said, I'll finish it up tonight. And, yeah. And or tomorrow, and then and watch it. So I've got to tell you, Tuesday. Uh-huh. Sitting before work, down the down, downstairs, Nancy's there, and uh, I'm looking at Twitter. Friend of the show, the official barbecue restaurant of the PNP podcast, Big Rigs Barbecue, uh-huh. Monroeville. The special of the day was brisket fajitas. Oh man. And I read it off with Nancy what's in it. And she's just like, you got to go get that for me. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I'll go get myself some some brisket and come on, Ahsoka. I'll get myself some brisket. I'll get myself some uh, some pork belly. And I'll have that for my dinner, you know. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, I'll go. Take the drive out there. They ended up having a special, their burger special, (laughs) their sandwich special, was a a barbecue brisket burger. Okay. So it was like a hamburger patty with brisket, bacon, caramelized onion, and that sweet barbecue sauce. (laughs) Is that what you got? With french fries. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. For, I mean, Nancy talked about the fajita. Like she even with, even with jalapenos in it, and, I, and she forgot to, forgot to tell me not to have them put in jalapenos. Even with the jalapenos in it, she thought it was fucking amazing. Uh-huh. She she's like, this is this is a, this is just too good for words. Like she was like sh- like so happy she got it. <laughs> like you know, yeah. I'm like, and she's like. The meat is so good. I'm like, I know. It's the meat. It's the meat. But my burger, that may have been the finest motherfucking hamburger I have ever had in my life. <laughs> I am not joking. Like I, I I wish I was like like just going over the top on this. It was so fucking good. Yeah. Oh. My mouth is watering right now just thinking about it. Damn. Like, I just, I, like, it was like. It 
like the bun was even like like it, it was a nice brioche bun like so you know uh-huh. they get their, their bread from i mean it was a nice bun that they used it was very good but i mean the you know the brisket's just falling off the sandwich you know and like i'm like just like like a like, like a fucking scavenger, like you know, <laughs> like it's just falling off yeah. my sandwich, making sure I don't miss a fucking drop of this shit. Oh, it was so good, Ian. I can't. I, I wish I could. <laughs> I, I wish I could give you one right now. It was so good, Big Greg's barbecue. Just and the best part is, so he. Re- I mean, this is like the third time, fourth time I've been there. And he mm. recognized me again. We had a brief conversation. He's because he asked about the poutine. Uh-huh. How did it travel and stuff like that? I'm like, oh man, it's fantastic. And you know, Nancy because she's you know spent summers in Canada. She's a, a bit of a poutine expert, and she was in love with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know that fucking gravy was just I could swim in that shit. So mm-hmm. he was asking me about that, and you know he made the joke like, you know, talk about it on the show. I'm like, of course I am. Keep knocking this shit out of the park. I'll keep promoting the shit out of you. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. <clears throat> Looks like I have to do a, a trip there. Yeah, you do. Like, I mean, it, you just have Maybe to like make the make the run. Um, or get transferred to UPMC East, and you can just like go there for your lunch break. <laughs> right. You know? I, I uh, you know, I I know this guy cooks good, you know, brisket and barbecue and all this stuff. Yeah, but. You know, I, I want to, and of course, I'm going to have something again. You know, bar, you know, yeah, from Big Rigs. But I, I wonder what else this guy can cook, man. No, I'm yeah. serious. Like, I mean, like, he does this well at this. I mean, I'm sure he's just a talented chef. Period. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's clear. Like, I mean, I mean, the dude's got skills, and he's well, taught I, his skills to his staff. Yeah, which is even more. And I think what's most impressive to me is like the way that they've incorporated like you know a brisket fajita that's sure. a brilliant idea you know and like it's two tastes that you wouldn't think would really go together like that that smoked meat because when, when you think of a, when you think of a fajita you, you're, you're thinking of that those mexican flavors right, right you know but here you're not doing it with a mexican flavor you're doing it with like a with American barbecue flavor. And, I mean, Nancy was just like, this is just phenomenal. <laughs> you know, she loves it. was like it. a little bit of fusion there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, so I, I'm just I think, curious what else this guy can cook. Oh, I'm... I have no doubt he could probably cook anything that you wanted to. I know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It just... Um, but maybe I'll head out tomorrow. Yeah. Get and, some then, uh, <laughs> and then today, uh, me and Nancy went down with her sister to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Ugh. You don't like the Cheesecake yeah. Factory? I mean, I like the cheesecake. Yeah. You don't care but about I think the food? food's way overpriced. It is way overpriced. I agree. Like, I, I do. items. I don't yeah. see how that stuff stays fresh. So that that's telling me that three quarters of it is frozen. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, I'm not a fa- I'm not a huge fan of the cheesesteak factory. I mean, yeah. uh, cheese cheesesteak factory. What the fuck? Yeah. Charlie's cheesesteaks. Um, 
No, I'm not a huge fan of the cheese thing. Uh, cheese cake factory. Um, yeah. I like the cheesecake. I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. I cannot deny that their cheesecake isn't bomb squad good. Oh, yeah. Especially their key line. Because that's yeah. my favorite. But, um, and it, I mean, it's delectable. <laughs> you know what I mean? But their food is just so-so. And I, and I think you're paying way more than what the food is worth. But that's just that's just my review on the cheesecake factory. Right. No, I and I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Like I honestly I do. Like I, I agree with you, like I think they are overpriced. I mean, um, I will go down there for cheesecake. Yeah. I will sit at a table and have a slice of cheesecake. Yeah. Because I think the cheesecake is that good. Oh yeah. Um but you know, food wise, I, I I rarely have ever ordered food out of there rarely yeah i i got it was a chicken and waffle benedict okay so it was chicken and waffles with a poached egg and uh hollandaise sauce on top of that okay good it was it, it was pretty good yeah. um And the waffle was good. It was it was it was uh it was a, it was a good Belgian waffle. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have a problem uh, with the uh, uh, the uh, the chicken. I thought the chicken was okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know they gave they, they, they it came with um breakfast potatoes. They called it. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. You know. Yeah. Home fries. Whatever. Yeah, and you know you could like I could tell like I was like. You know, the, well, the, the, these aren't fresh cut, you know, but uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. But there are other things like, I mean, for an appetizer, her sister had, a, you know, this deep fried macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. That, that was delicious. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not homemade. I'm sure that's probably something, again, that comes frozen. Um, but it was really, really good. Um. Nancy always gets for an appetizer the uh, lettuce wraps. Uh-huh. You know, so that's something that's a little bit more fresh, per se. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get it. I, I mean, I think yeah. some of their food is probably pretty good. Do you know what I mean? But I'm more in a style of, I don't want anything um, that preserves and frozen anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like, our family has really gotten away from all that crap. Yeah. Um, But, uh, no, we have. I mean, like, uh, it's rare we even open up a box of mac and cheese anymore. And if we do make mac and cheese, it's usually fresh. Yeah. And and fresh as in they make the noodles. Yeah. They put the cheese. You know what I mean? Um, It's nothing's from, like, powder or... Do you understand right. what I'm saying? I, I mean, I think in today's world, you totally can't get go there. You know what I mean? Like, you totally can't get away from process, but we do a pretty good job of it. Yeah. So I kind of like, when I eat out, I kind of want, I don't get chicken fried steak because I know it's not fresh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know it's just a fucking patty in the freezer that they throw it on the fryer until it floats. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know that, I know that's what I'm getting. 
I'm not getting a freshly breaded chicken breast. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, even if I got a chicken sandwich, you know, I'm not getting a fresh chicken breast. It's just something that's thrown into the fryer. So we've gotten well away from the, uh, processed meats and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's not the only reason. I mean, I just, I've never, even before that, I've just never been a huge fan. Right. And I just like, I'm not a huge fan of Fridays. I mean, I think Fridays burns every fucking thing they put on the table. Oh yeah. I mean, they could say it's, you know, everything's, you know, broiled on. You got your broiler too high. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, like Nancy was trying to get me to buy, get a steak, and I was just looking at it. It's a thirty dollars steak. I'm like, I know I'm not going to get my money's worth out of that. Nah, you know. see, I, I don't. You yeah. know, I don't. I don't usually buy steaks out. Yeah. But um. But you know, I mean, I, I was happy with what I got. I just. I just again I, I agree with you. Like I mean I think they're overpriced. I do. You know. I mean you're um, dropping a lot of money for Yeah. You know. I mean if you're gonna drop that much money, you could probably go to a diner. You know what I mean? Or somewhere that's gonna I'm not saying diners are always fresh, but a lot of times they are. I mean, you know. Yeah. Or somewhere like that or or big rigs. Yeah. You always go to big rigs. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um for the same amount of money that you're dropping at Cheesecake Factory. Of course you're yeah. not getting the cheesecake. No. Yeah. But you know you're getting better food. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of but love I, in this in that food. <laughs> yeah. I mean I agree with you. Like I mean you know, Nancy loves it because there's a lot of things that she she likes that they make, and I mean that's fine. You know, and I agree with you as far as the price, which is why, like, you know, if we go there once a year, you know, it's not, it's, that's not some place we we go regularly. Mm. One because of the location, and two, just because it's it's so expensive. Yeah. But um. Well, I am. Um... And believe it or not, today, uh-huh. after the recital, they were like, "Well, let, you know, let's let's get some dinner, early dinner, you know, somewhere." Yeah. And we had to go all the way out to um, uh, Hemfield. Yeah, that's where our recital was. Yeah, that's only the only venue they can get with like a amphitheater style sitting outside and stuff. Yeah. Which was really nice, and she did very well. Um, but, um, well, you know, two of the members wanted permanis. I'm like, no, anything but permanis. Yeah. I was like, I was like, but you know, it was a straight shot, two miles down the road, two miles past that, you hooked on to 30, and you're coming back home, and I'm like. That's a good option. I mean, there's a shit ton on 30 that we could have went to. And I'm just like, okay, permanence. You know, you guys love it. That's fine. We'll go. Yeah. This time I did not get a fucking sandwich. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, yeah. So what I did get was garlic parm wings. Yeah, there you go. I got like a small order of those. And I got a side salad. And uh, I ordered a mini pizza. Yeah. Because their pizza is not too bad. Yeah. I mean, you know. I agree with you. 
I mean, it's seven fifty. You get three toppings on the mother, and it's you know like a personal, bigger yeah. than a personal pan, but yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I got today. And I and I get and I said I said to everybody I was like you know it's the first time I think I've ever been for Manny's where I've actually enjoyed my meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do that pressure <laughs> to get the sandwich. And I'll never get another Permani sandwich ever, as long as I live. Yeah. I think I thought it was overrated the first time I went to Permani's, and each time I went back, it just confirmed it even more. And I'm just I'm just not getting it again. I just don't think yeah. it's. Yeah, I'm just trying to think I where mean, Permani's is on your way there. It's off of thirty. It's like. It's like, it's in Greensburg. Okay. It's like off off a road and you know, off of 30 off in Greensburg. I can't remember the name of the street, but yeah. th- it's there. Believe me, I went there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not down there. I'm just trying to think because I, you know, I, I was trying to engage with somebody who lived in Hempfield. So I like, yeah. I know the route very well. Well, back then, to- I don't even know if Permanis was there. They didn't start franchising that shit till later. No, they were, they were franchising at that point. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the one on 51, because I mean, what I dated Renee in 2000, 2001. I guess you're right. I mean, I know the one on 51 was already there. I think the one in North for Sales was already there. Yeah. I don't think the one in Monroeville was there yet. I, I don't know. But, um, no, I just, I, it's weird because like if you would have come back, I mean, you know, once you get past the turnpike, you get in the North Huntington, there's. The shit ton. Yeah, the shit, yeah, shit ton. I mean, you know, five guys. Well, also, too, you have to think about this, too. And it was it was 5.30. By the time I got it back to North Huntington, about 6 o'clock. Yeah. I'd be hitting prime time right at 6 in North Huntington. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Because people in North Huntington usually stay in North Huntington or go out to Westmoreland Mall. I mean, like, they're yeah. in that area. And so... I'd, I would. I, I was like, all right, let's just eat up here somewhere. And yeah. so, like, we went in there, and there was like, literally, uh, two people sitting inside. We had our own table, completely away from everybody. You know what I mean? And completely separate from the bar. Yeah. By a wall. You know what I mean? So, it was. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been out that way. Yeah. I was just trying, was just trying to think. I, I, I think I know where the Permian is at now. I sit here and think about it. I think there's a... Uh, oh, which... Uh, Sonic is out near there, right? Yeah, Sonic. There's a Red Robin on top. Yeah. There's a lot of shit in that area. Yeah. There's an original King's up... Well, not original. There's yeah. a King's up there. But this is like a couple miles before that. Okay. I mean, going all, toward. That's yeah. all. That has that was starting to develop when I was dating, when I was engaged to Renee. Like that yeah, that whole area. It's developed. I mean, yeah. when I went up there, it's weird. I took thirty there, and I thought I was just going to take thirty all the way. Um, yeah. Um, to the venue. Yeah. Um, but I ended up going on sixty six. Turnpike, yeah, sixty six bypass, yeah, you know, kind of bypasses Greensburg, I guess. 
and it takes you from one side to the other. Yeah. And that's where the venue was. So. Yeah, that's all. Because when I when I when I when I like I literally like Renee lived like behind Hempfield High School. Okay. So like when I got when I could go past the turnpike to get to the top of the hill, I would take a side road down, and that was uh, I would take that all the way to Renee's house. Nice. Yeah. So it was like nice and easy. It was like a a back road that nobody drove on or had or had minimal traffic. So right. I think there were a few nights I drove that road home, like in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Work all day at Eden Park, drive, drive to Renee's house and drive home at two in the morning. Right. What the heck? So, so that's my adventures for the week. I don't, I don't you know. The exciting life of Sean Cohn. Right. So I, I always love finding weird stories, you know, oddball stuff to share with you. Mm. And shockingly, <laughs> what? So I'm giving you the eye. Yeah. <laughs> She's having none of your shenanigans. I know you. You tried to eat my head once. <laughs> right. I don't like you. <laughs> um, a company will not be giving its employees 30-minute workplace masturbation breaks. What? Yeah. Well, it all comes together when you find out what the company is. It, it's This is a... Uh, A company owned by Erica Lust, who, um, based upon her name, I'm sure you can imagine she deals with uh, adult movies. Okay. But she states, with the pandemic and the huge shift in how we live our lives, I began to notice that my employees had become somewhat agitated and were performing with less energy than before. So knowing that there's only one thing that will make everyone feel good, I set up a private masturbation station for them to enjoy. I value my employees, and I know that when they feel good, we do good work. I mean, the the, the article goes on to talk about normalizing sexuality and stuff like that, which, you know, but... I mean, I, I guess for, first of all, I mean, if you're if you're working for a, a company that deals with the production of pornography, maybe you would feel the urge to take a a quick siesta, shall we say? <laughs> but uh, I cannot imagine the average workplace saying, "Okay, yeah, we're going to do this." <laughs> and that's what the article is kind of advocating: is that you know these are things that we need to normalize. And, like, I just can't imagine, like, you know. Imagine the dude walking out of that room. Exactly. Oh, there goes Frank again. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guy is a machine. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of Kleenex in here. <laughs> but, like, like, 
the, the thing that cracks me up is like thinking about it is like clean up. Well, <laughs> well, that too, yeah. But like, what do I do with the other twenty-eight minutes? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like I don't need a full thirty. <clears throat> I got that shit down to a science. Oh. You know. Um, I just find it. I just find it odd. I well, I mean, I again, I, I you have to understand the source. What are they? What are they making? I I don't understand what the production is. I mean, what what's going on? I mean, like they're, they're making adult films. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The, can, can, she owns her own production company where they make adult films. Okay, so they have like a little mini studio inside of a warehouse somewhere. Right, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even that, like, I mean, out, outside of like, you know, I mean, I'm sure editing pornography, you know, like, do you just become numb to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, so it, it becomes like this question of like, you know, okay, so if I spend eight hours a day editing, porn you know how does that affect me right right you know i'm not <laughs> sure it causes stress but i'm sure you know just wait till you get home to get that relief <laughs> right. you know i don't i don't think you need a 30 minute masturbation break <laughs> right <laughs> can you imagine editing that Well, like, I mean, like, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay. Fade in, fade out. <laughs> New position. We're going to, we're going to go from this angle where, you know, you've, you've got her and doggy. And then we're going to go to that angle with when Frank was underneath you looking up at your balls, you know, <laughs> and, uh. Catch it. We're gonna watch that for about thirty to forty-five seconds. Now we're gonna smash cut, and then so, bring in the aerial, aerial <laughs> shot. Yeah, <laughs> the drone shot from above. Like, yeah. it, it's that thing of like, uh, I you know, there's an artistry to editing. Like I've I've heard I've I've watched documentaries on it about the great editors and how like, you know, editing has evolved over the years. And I've listened to Kevin Smith talk about, you know, editing and how, how that works and, you know, how he goes about it. And like, I've, I've listened to people talk about film editing and like, that's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah. How do you edit this shit? (laughs) I don't know. Are you using like a lot of like Lucasfilm swipes and and wipes, you know, as a this for the screen, like so you know, as we're yeah. going from one position to the other, the screen kind of you know slides to the left and reveals <laughs> something new. Yeah, it does exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either.
I mean, I don't know if they just shoot it in one, like, continuous shot and then, you know. How they break it up, I, I have no idea. I don't think it's one continuous shot. I mean, what I'm saying is, like, they just go until it's done and then they rest up, come back at it. You know what I mean? And then, and then film some more, and then rest up, come back at it, film some more, and then they just start piecing things together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that. That I mean, I'm. I, I know that there are breaks. Like I've I've listened to enough like interviews with porn performers. Yeah. Where I've heard them talk about like a bit of the process of like you know. Okay, well, we're going to stop here because he's about to nut. And we're going <laughs> to, you know, hold off for a bit, let him let him cool off, get him revved back up, and we'll switch things up. And, you know, I think I got enough footage of you in this position where we can move. So let's take a, you know, so, like, it's like, it's not like a, you know, a half-hour process, of, you know, just like, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, you think yeah. it's like, you know, two or three hours of starting and stopping and, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> At least from a professional standpoint, like I'm sure that there's some, you know, some of that amateur like, shit. Is like, you know, hey Frank, go take a break. Michelle, come on in. Your turn for yeah. a little bit. Frank needs a rest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're gonna shoot from this angle now. Uh, we're gonna get Dave on the floor shooting up from, you know. Please bring in the post woman. Yeah. It's her turn. Frank needs to, uh, you know, ice his balls for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't even imagine being on. No, ne- neither can I. Like, I mean, the whole the whole process seems fascinating to me. Like, you know, from beginning to end. You know, as compared to a regular movie. Right, right. You know, because like some of this is still like, like, I mean, you think about it, and you think like, well, it's all just kind of like Pornhub clips now that they just released, <laughs> and it's not like there, there are some some of these studios are still doing like like stories and like you know full length movies and 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 shit, and you're just like, okay, <sighs> you know. <laughs> right. That's uh shocking, but okay. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. So I mean it, it is, it's like it, it's like the industry itself is is interesting. Like how it's like, well, this company is still trying to like do the glamorized version of what pornography was. Yeah. This company's just giving you a a half hour with like a, a five minutes. Like you know, startup storyline, and you know, some of this shit is just like, here's two people fucking. Right. You know. Oh, you're delivering my mail today. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a cool drink of water? Sure. Cue the music. <laughs> or, or my 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 personal favorite is like you know, she's stuck underneath the bed. Oh God! You know, uh, here comes mm. some guy who takes advantage. You know, and it's just like, wow. 
how did how, how did this 98 pound woman get stuck underneath <laughs> a bed you know <laughs> how low is that thing to the ground <laughs> <laughs> who gets stuck period yeah shit like that. i mean i mean some of it's like out you know ridiculous but you know whatever works i guess Right, right. Oh, my God. So let's uh, move on from porn production. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as I'm sure you remember, uh, Warner Brothers struck a deal with uh, with Bad Robot. Um, yeah. Either earlier this year or late last year. Uh, to distribute their movies. Um, which you know, of course brought speculation that J.J. Abrams was going to be the man to save the DC cinematic universe. Right. And J.J. Abrams has come out and has basically said, uh, yeah, I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> you know, I have no intention of getting involved in somebody else's intellectual property. I want to pursue my own. Right. Um, so I guess the question is like, does that disappoint you? That like, I mean, Bad Robot may still be involved with the DC Cinematic Universe in some yeah. way or fashion, but J.J. Abrams himself will not be involved. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of disappointing, but I, I don't know. I why throw somebody else into the mix at this point? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the the thought process was like let's let's bring in J.J. <laughs> Abrams who who you know he rebooted Star Trek he rebooted Star Wars um let's bring him in to kind of save from a fan standpoint I want to say let's bring him in to kind of come in and save this this crumbling keep that is the DC cinematic universe. Right, right. And you know the the savior we want is not the savior we're gonna get, apparently. Right, right. Um I, I myself I'm not disappointed. Okay. Um you know and I say this as a fan of JJ Abrams, uh, you know, his style. Like, I, I do want to see something original from him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he... If you look at the number of movies he has actually directed, four of them are intellectual properties that were not his own. Yeah. Because he, he, everybody forgets he, he, he directed a Mission Impossible movie. Mm. You know, Star Trek and Star Trek Beyond... 
actually five, and then uh, the Force Awakens and the, the Rise of Skywalker. Right. So he's done five movies that were not his own intellectual property. Um, I thought his 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 uh, you know, I, I like all the Mission Impossible movies, but like you know, his was very good. Right. Um. It's just it's one of those things where like like the one thing I think he directed from a major motion picture standpoint that was his own was um eight millimeter. Yeah. That's a really good movie. Yeah. It's kind of forgotten about in a yeah. lot of ways. You know, and I mean it was like, you know, and that was I think produced by Spielberg. I believe Spielberg was involved with that project. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, I'd, I'd like to see what's in the mind of J.J. Abrams. Like, what sure. does J.J. want? Like, what does he want to do? Yeah, what's in that creative, creative yeah. mind? Like, because I, I feel like, like Zack Schneider getting away from, I mean, as, as much as I love Man of Steel and as much as I loved um, Zack Schneider's Justice League, his cut. Yeah. Like, like one of my favorite Zack Snyder movies is, is Sucker Punch, which is like again he's a guy who's always done kind of like somebody else's intellectual property. Right. But when he when he gets to go off on his own, I mean, don't get me wrong, Sucker Punch is not a great movie. It's batshit crazy, but I love it because it's it's so stylistic. Right. Like I like the story of it. I can follow the story of it. It makes sense to me, but it is like to commit some sacrilege. To me, that is like Zack Schneider's Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, it's like because it's so stylized and it's so outside of the norm like Blade Runner was. But it's it's like people just kind of shit all over it because it's so batshit crazy. But right. I love that movie, and yeah. seeing him like get back, get be able to do something original again, like Army of the Dead, I appreciated it. Like I, I enjoyed that movie, you know, mm-hmm. for what it is, and like I want to see more of what Zack Schneider can come up with. I'm, you know, as much as I've enjoyed, you know, 300 and Watchmen, and you know his take on Dawn of the Dead, I want to see more interesting things from the mind of Zack Schneider. And same thing with J.J. Abrams. Like, I want to see what he can do on his own. Like, what, right. you know, what that as, creative as, process as, much, is. as much as I would love to see him get involved in the DC cinematic universe, mm. you know, I, I, I kind of, in a way, want to just see him, like, I want to see something original, too. Right. No, I think it's, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see that, you know? Yeah. I'm sure he's got all kinds of shit brewing up there that he wants to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I would hope so. Like, I I hope he's got a list of things that, like, he's kind of been putting off for for 10 years. It's like, okay, it's time. Let me go back to this project, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he did the deal. Yeah. To someone. You know what I mean? I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure having the, uh, you know, the might of Warner Brothers behind you helps. 
yeah. but it's it's still it's like it's one of those things where it's like you know I you know I I don't want him to get pigeonholed as that guy. Right. No, I get it. You know, and, <laughs> and I, I think that, that there are directors like that. Like I mean, you know, I look at what happens when you let I mean when you let Guillermo del Toro do what he wants. Yeah. You know, you get fucking masterpieces. You know. I know, true. You know, so I, I think there are guys who who do have the creativity, like a a Guillermo del Toro, like like Zack Snyder, like J.J. Abrams. You know, who when you know you're you're given the the ability to do what they want to do, they can create magic. Yeah. Maybe outside of that process, he does a reboot of Starfighter. You know, you never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think it'll be fun to see what uh, what comes up. You know, what he comes up with. Yeah. I did finish a. Uh, I did finish uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, did you? Yeah. Excellent. What did you think? Oh, did you watch it at all? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. You you finished? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I did. I, I, I actually, I think I became even more invested in this than I did the boys. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I really liked. I don't know. I, I just really got it. Um, yeah. Now, second season, I don't know if I'm going to really like. I mean, what kept me on on this season was because I wanted to know how they got their powers. Yeah. And the more they started explaining in this and they start hinting at it and stuff like that, the more I wanted to see that flashback scene of that time period and yeah. where they're going. And because, you know, I love period pieces. So, I mean, like that just fit right up my alley. I was like, right. oh, this is good. Oh, this is like. And, I, and that's what I told you. Like, you're going to love like the stuff from 1929 because it does look <laughs> yeah. very, very authentic. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And, and you know, this is like. It almost became Indiana Jones point at some point. You know, what I mean, I really, I really dug it. You know, um, and I like the characters, and I, and I, and I, and I want to see more of these characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they just kind of touch base. You know, I mean, they focused in, of course, of certain ones, but they just kind of like brushed, they just kind of brush stroked on everybody. You know, somewhat. They more focused on uh, um, the main guy. You know, yeah. or I mean, really, in it. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of story there, you know, and I just I'm intrigued by it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the boys. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. But this was a cool take on. I I felt it was a cool take on. You know. The super villains are changing. Right. You know what I mean, and like. We're no, we're no longer robbing, you know, these guys are no longer robbing banks. They're killing us. Yeah. You know, and how do you live up to the, the you know, the code? Right. Um, and so I found that, I found that fascinating. I did. I, I found it absolutely fascinating. You know, it's like, where do you draw the line, you know? Yeah. And I respected the, you know, I respected the adult aspects of the film, of the series, you know what I mean? Like right. sex, drugs, rock and roll, that type of thing. Like I get it. You know, the, the amount of gore that was in it, the, the, you know, the death and stuff like that. I mean, I just really, I really enjoyed the series. Yeah. I did. 
So, yeah, I, I thought it was very well done. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, I found it to be a slight ripoff, and I and I use that term loosely, of um, a DC book called Kingdom Come. Okay. Where, I mean, it's like Superman has removed himself from the world. <laughs> and uh you know he, you know he's an old man with a beard you know and uh, mm. but you know the 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 younger generation are becoming more and more violent uh-huh. with of heroes and like you know Wonder Woman's urging him to come back because he can he's the only one that can lead you know and yeah. uh you know, it, it, it was it rem, it's reminiscent of that in a way, because you know of the code, like you know the in 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 in, in Jupiter's legacy is the younger generation is talking about the code as being outdated, because right. the villains aren't playing by the same rules that they are, and it's it's much harder, you know, to take them down now, and uh, you know it's like it's one of those things. It's like I I appreciate like the dichotomy of like. You know, this is what we have to be, but this is what we may need to be. Right. You know, and it's two different things, you know. Right. And, I mean, they uh, just killed my best friend. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're following code. Yeah. You know, and oh, like, I mean. So badass when he, it was so badass when he put his fist through his skull. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, dude, that is fucking wicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, no, I, I, when he's I like, when the father's like coming down on him, he's like, you know, there's always a solution. There's always an answer. There's o- there's always an alternative. Like, no, there wasn't. I acted. You know, right. And you wouldn't even be here if I didn't act. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, like it, it's it's really well done. I'm 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 glad. Mark Miller kind of is like bringing this to Netflix, like this type of stuff. I hope, and I hope more he does more series based upon his creations. That um, right. Give I, us. I just felt. I also felt that the acting was really good in this in this series. Yeah. I mean, it was just really on par, and like with I forget his name, the guy that plays the, the head honcho. Um, I just really liked him. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I do. I, I find I, I liked them when they went back to the 30s. I like them now as the old man. I like the I like the interaction between him and his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like that. And um, Leslie Bibb has been very good in this too. The she plays oh, the yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's really good. I was I thought when I first started watching, I was like, no, nah, this is gonna be like a cross between the boys and da 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 and this and but it's not. It's no. completely different. Um so I, I really like it. I think the acting from him is just superb. I, yeah. I do. I think that <clears throat> I just I just really like it. I do. I, and I really like when they went back in time, I really was fascinated with the character of um well, they call him what Sky Fox or or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that like that, the the guy who lost it all, like he went from having like a hundred eggs made for him every day. He could select what, how it was cooked. Correct. Like, but I found that int- that character very interesting. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, so did I. And uh, like his relationship with the head guy and his brother, there was that, you know, yeah, you know that that relationship, and I, I just thought it was really good, and I thought it ended well. You know, yeah. I, I thought it was like, I mean, you kind of knew in a sense, but at the same point, it was like, well, maybe not. But um, how it ended was just, oh, it was good. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So I'm hoping in the second season we get more of the Fox coming in. I think we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, you know, it's it's interesting. It's it, it's very realistic. I mean, it's like, you know, he has the son that he's, and the son is trying to live up to everything that his father has put on him, and and he he wants to be, you know, the next utopia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, and I get that. You know, and I get that. You know, there's that. You know, I mean, he wants to be that. Um, but at the same point, the rules are changing, right? And then I yeah. get the daughter's side, too, where she's like, fuck this. I don't want anything to do with you people. Yeah. You know, and she turns to the other side. I mean, she turns into, she turns to drugs and partying and, and shit like that. And, and so it's, it's, it's very weird. It, it's very, like, um, it's very, you know, sci-fi-ish comic book-ish but at the yeah. same point it's very real at the same time yeah you know what I mean? like, and it, there's definitely human it, you know it's it's much more human based than the elements of the story yeah i mean there's you know there's the you know relationships the racial relationships between the brothers the re- relationships in the family dynamic itself so i i find it very very layered if that makes any sense you know what i mean no, i just it think does. it's very yeah, I, I think it's very well done. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot, and I'm looking forward to season two. And I, you know, I mean, I, I, and Mark Miller's just one of those guys that's just—he's so talented, you know. Right. Um, and also, and I wanted to touch on this real quick about the show. It also touched on the younger generation as well, and like. You have some of the younger generation that are gung ho and ready to work and da 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 da, and you see that in some of the younger generation of superheroes in this. Yeah. And then you see the younger generation who just wants to sit back and smoke a joint and wait for the big dogs to take care of business, and then yeah. they'll go in and just pop up at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's very real to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's very realistic to the workplace we have now. Yeah. You know. So I just I really appreciate the writing as well. I just think it's really it's really good. So yeah, I, I agree. I I agree. I, I I enjoyed the heck out of it. I thought it was very well done. I'm looking forward to season two. Um, yeah. And I, you know, what's that? You know, Netflix cancels shit. Yeah, I don't think they will because I mean they've got too much invested. They, they they signed a deal with Mark Miller. Okay. You know. So, like, the whole deal was to, like, bring his, outside of what he's already sold off, like, I wanted, and uh, the Kingsman, you know, to bring this stuff to life through Netflix series. Right. You know, so, um, so outside of the stuff that he's already sold, I think, Universal, 
Um, you know, this is he had an overall deal with Netflix to do to do stuff with them. So I don't think I don't think it's going to get canceled anytime soon. I, they, they've invested too much money in him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, it was so badass when that van ran into her in the middle of the street. She was like, yeah. what the fuck? But yeah. I love how they showed her power without showing her power. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, she may be stronger than the kid is. Yeah. And I think they're kind of leading to that, but. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, I, again, it's just it's very well done. Yeah. Good show. It, it, it's good storytelling. Yeah, and that's what I want, you know? Yeah. So. All right, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. All right, sir. Mailbag. <laughs> and as always, we start with a good friend, super fan Thad. Thad, I said hello to my two favorite hosts who like to dress up like mongoose and dance around the pot of gold. Well, oh. I feel like that's a shot at our good friend Anthony in Ireland. It is. And we like Anthony. Sean, the look your dad had when you were telling him about your accomplishments was not pride. I'll bet it was just gas. I've seen that look before. <laughs> that is a possibility, but I'll be honest. When Big Chuck's got gas, he lets it fly, and you know. <laughs> he is he's not ashamed. Here's a fun fact for you. Horses get farted on more than any other animal. Who? Horses. Uh-huh. Hey, it's got a valid point. I can't deny that. I've been watching the WWE's most wanted treasures. This week they were searching for the Iron Sheik's camel toe. <laughs> wow. Do you remember the time that you and I met the Iron Sheik? He put you into the camel toe and I teabagged you. Best time you ever had. No, that did not happen. We did meet the Iron Sheik, though. Did you? We went to a, um, it was a, it was a bunch of guys from the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. And, um, they did a, a comedy tour. And, uh, you know, they, they brought along the Iron Sheik. You know, as his Sheik came on, <laughs> and he did his, his, his shtick. But, we we bought tickets for a meet and greet beforehand, and uh, you know the sheik had a had a world title over his shoulder. I think Thad got a picture with the sheik, and he was so excited. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was a waste of money for me. Like I I was shy. Like I was like you know I I don't want to bother any of these people. Like they're there for me. I'm paying to see them, and I'm like. No, 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 that's okay. I don't want to bother you. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Who's this guy? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I felt bad. Like, it was like, you know, you shouldn't be here for my entertainment like this, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you're like, get, sit on my lap, motherfucker. We're taking a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I got an autograph from Yucca the Clown. He told me to eat a salad. Nice. Yeah. Um, can you believe the other day one of my neighbors knocked on my door at 3 a.m.? Can you believe that? 
it was okay. I was already up playing the bagpipes. But I'm bump. <laughs> nice. Got a little, little gas there. Sneezage. Who? You. No, I'm all right. Oh, you, you kind I of put that. up one finger there. I thought you. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I ran into a guy the other day. His name was Phil McCann. He said you sucked in football. Just kidding. It's another made-up name. Oh, Thad. Let's beat that dead horse into the ground. (laughs) I love sitting on the couch with a beer and letting the dog lick my leg. Never mind. I just peed myself. Yuck. Sean, if you could dress up Justin from Connecticut, what would you dress him up as and why? I, I wouldn't do that. Like what what kind of question is that? Dan, you're you're going down a strange route. You are. Like I'm I'm really getting concerned about you. It's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What's Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and boy, you'll never guess what he did. Tim took his wiener to the school of blind. Since the blind could not see Tim's wiener, they had to touch it. Have you ever seen a blind person handle a wiener before? That is a horrible double entendre. <laughs> Horrible. And I don't want to think about it. But admittedly, I did look it up on Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Okay, time to go. I go dress as Georgie and I. What? I don't know what that is. Something about. Uh, no, nah, I'm not getting into that. And that's it. That's all from our good friend, Superfan Thad. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, nah, man, I'm good. I will remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I guess that's an email like Thad does each and every week. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And we are a member member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangipound Network, the Weedy Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for enduring us each and every week. Bless you. May God yes, have mercy you. on your soul. But thank you for enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. And be a friend, tell a friend. There you go. There you go. That's our new motto, which I've hijacked from Pat McAfee. But be a friend, tell a friend. 
Mm. Yeah. Spread the word, spread the love. <laughs> and so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>